Fat Force Radio. Fat Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. And there's no limits when I'm on the f- mic. So Grandpa Batman, because he's technically inclined, if he got limits, that's fine. When, when Trunks is in the motherfucking building, oh. there's there's no limits, man. Because no Trunks slams his trunk on limits. He throws limits in the trunk and he slams that. We got the stack episode tonight for the date of February 21st, 2018. Uh, I got the trunkler coming in from Chicago. Yes, sir. Yeah, Robin Cruss up in Canada. Uh, uh, we got some good stuff tonight. We got, uh, go. we're going to go through the comics, the new comics for this week. And then we're going to go through first reactions from Toy Fair that just started, uh, That was going. that's going on this uh, weekend prior to the date that the comic books are released. So Toy Fair 2018, all the new reveals, all the new action figures and statues and uh, vinyl stuff and all that good stuff. So, uh, But let's start off with the books. Let's start off with Rebirth Batman number four. 41 with Ivy, man. Take it away, boys. What happened this week in the man. stash? <laughs> Always wanted to say that. So uh, this is the beginning of uh, Tom King's Poison Ivy arc. Uh, everybody loves Ivy. Right. Oh, yeah. How long is this arc? Two? Two issues or three? Or what? Do we know how long it's going to be? I don't know because it, it depends where things are coming in. Uh, Batman number 43 will contain somebody that we have not seen yet in Rebirth uh, Batman, and we didn't really see a New 52 Batman either. It's been a long time coming. Tom King, boy. But uh, I don't know if that character will be part of this story or if this this arc is just wrapping up in two. From this issue, I don't really see it wrapping up in two. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be at least... I mean, with the way the first issue of the arcs uh, played out, this could be a three, four issue arc. I mean, honestly. So it... Uh, it starts off with a shot of Ivy uh, out in the woods, and you sort of see one half of a conversation, as if she's having a conversation with somebody, saying, yeah. oh, hello, you know, nice to see you here, yada yada. But uh, we then cut to seeing Bruce and Selena in bed, and Bruce wakes up, and Selena's talking in her sleep, and something is getting into both of their heads uh, because they're hearing this conversation. Bruce gets out of bed and he's stumbling through the house. Mm. And, yeah, uh, well, uh, really quick, because um, that first page, you know, Ivy's saying, um, you know who I am, how unexpected. But just in case you don't know, I'm Ivy. And right then, Bruce wakes up and he's just covered in sweat. Oh, shit. So that kind of adds that. Listening. You know, he, yeah, he, he wakes up knowing that something's wrong. Mm. Yeah, and, anyway. uh, and we see Ivy, or uh, not Ivy, we see Selena saying i'm selena as if she's responding to this to this voice so when bruce comes uh comes across alfred as he's stumbling through the house uh, alfred asks if he if he can help him if he's okay and bruce gets up and just slugs alfred oh man <laughs> a right just, a, a, a haymaker yeah he just throws a, a massive right cross and 
Alfred's down for the count. Like, <laughs> <laughs> his eyes are almost two different colors as he's lying there. Yeah. He's, he's down. He hit him so hard, the, uh, the color from his eyes lost. Lost pigment. Uh, yeah, this is no phantom punch. Alfred just went down. But then uh, we've got uh, Bruce in the cave still in his, uh, in his briefs that he used to wear over top of his suit. And uh, he's at a computer as if he's working on something. Selena wanders down just wearing the bed sheet and gets kind of close with him. And uh, then there's an altercation between the two of them. I don't know. How did you take it? Does it look like she attacks him first, you think, Scott? That, that's what I thought. I mean, because Selena, she sees Bruce and um, she's, you know, hey, what's wrong? You know, you look like you're, you know, you look like something's wrong with you. And they actually kiss. And then I took it as Selena was trying to almost like slash him or cut him. And then Bruce grabs a, uh, what would you call it? Like an injection like a trink- gun? tranquilizer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it looks like. And he mm. puts it in her neck, and then he puts it in his own neck, and they both go to sleep. I, Selena's I, I, uh, laying there on the on the floor, roofied like Cosby. Oh, shit. <laughs> but then uh, it gets real interesting after that page, because we get this uh, two-page splash of... So the, the like last thing... A montage thing of see, people telling... Yeah, it. so on the previous page, it's Ivy's dialogue continuing. You know how she's she's talking about she's saying things that she shouldn't, but she has to say this, and she says, "I love you." And then we see all these other characters. We see Superman and people on the street, and yeah, uh, even Wonder Woman and soldiers and stuff, all saying, "I love you too." So she's just uh, taken over everybody's minds. Well, there's even uh, is is that Grodd down at the bottom? That's what I was gonna say. I think it's even Grodd. Yeah, but you just see all these. People, you know, all, like what Robin's saying, offices, playing basketball. It looks like terrorists, you know, U.S., uh, some kind of soldier. Almost looks like, in the back, almost looks like a um, picture of our fine president. But yeah, everyone's saying, yeah, as I yeah, says, I, I love that. you. He, uh, it looks like you're all across the world. You have people speaking in English and it looks like other languages all saying, I love you too. And throughout the entire two-page spread, you just see these vines or these separating all the people but it just looks like it's gotten bigger from pre uh, from uh, page one almost like her uh, like her reaches getting bigger and bigger yeah that is followed by God. the splash page of all splash pages yeah man but uh the ivy splash page is followed by Bruce and Selena waking up in bed again but this time they're both in uh in their full gear except for their cowls as if they were prepared to to be controlled again. I, I what I what I'm kind of taking away from that scene in the cave between Bruce and Selena was Bruce knowing that they had been uh, compromised and using that trank gun to to subdue themselves. Yeah, the, um, uh, yeah, un, until whatever was going on stopped. Well, yeah, it was almost like when the first time when she says I'm Ivy and Bruce wakes up and he's in a cold sweat. He must have when he was in the cave after knocking out poor poor Alfred. Um, yeah, the, the the rough couple of years for Alfred continues. <laughs> uh, he killed, must have he gets um, his arm cut off. I mean, he he must have been working on something almost like, you know how Batman is. I mean, he would he probably ran twenty different blood samples, saliva, hair samples, and then um, as Robin was saying, they Bruce and Selena both wake up and they're in their where they're wearing their gear except for their their cowls. Poor poor Alfred Alfred walks in again, but this time when he talks, it's in green lettering. Instead of the standard yeah. black, yeah, and and, uh, and Bruce knows something up again. Is something is up again because he wakes up. Selena, Selena says what, and Bruce says she's here. Yeah, 
then you see Alfred standing in the doorway. He tells this uh, the story of a few years ago, Joker decided he could beat Superman. And he tells the story of uh, Joker had taken a number of hostages, put them around the city in lead boxes so Superman wouldn't be able to find them. So this this is a part that it definitely seems like it's setting up something later in the story. Mm, because yeah. Uh, yeah, it describes how uh, Superman scanned the city since he couldn't see people that were these people that were in these lead boxes looked for what he couldn't see. Then Alfred, as Alfred's completing the story by saying, you know, the Joker was defeated, Bruce jumps up out of the bed and <laughs> poor Alfred, here we go, another right hook. Yeah, but um, it's, so she's just skimming through it real like, quick. I love the fact that yeah. Tom King doesn't use too many words because I could actually read the whole issue while you guys are talking about it and, get through <laughs> and catch up. Yeah, this is really cool, man. She's pretty much controlling Alfred because um, yeah. she's saying that she's using Alfred's uh, codes and cyborg's abilities could, oh yeah. with cyborg's ability she took a look in the back computer and saw that she saw his formula the cure and she wasn't impressed especially with the use of a french uh franciscan daffodil ac- extract is yeah. that what it is um yeah and already all right so this is really cool because i always said that like out of the sirens i think ivy's the smartest easily and oh yeah like tom king definitely understands this character you know judging by this one issue Tom King understands the intellect of Ivy and, uh, you know, the strategy of Ivy and uh, and how she likes the metal. So this is really cool uh, so far. Digging it. And I, I, I like how she, because she's using Alfred as her mouthpiece, you know, to, to speak to Bruce. Yeah. And <laughs> Just like a murder machine. <laughs> gets up, yeah, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce throws that punch at Alfred again. But we find out that she's also controlling Flash. Flash comes zooming into the room and blocks the punch with his face. That's, that, that <laughs> is... Flash is laid out on the floor. And then <laughs> Ivy says through Alfred, would you like to try again? There are a few more Flashes available. <laughs> so, so what does she mean? Like, what do you guys think she means by that? You think she means like she could get Zoom or like uh, the, the well, original Flash? Or, like, yeah, I think it's just daring him. You know, she, <laughs> yeah. she's protecting uh, her mouthpiece. That she's yeah. using to speak to him uh, you know, yeah. as many times as Bruce wants to to try to shut Alfred up. See, she's really just going to cool. send another speedster and block the punch. This is really cool because Ivy is, from what I can remember off the top of my head, one of the few metahumans in Batman's rogues gallery with a power. The only other person that could really do something similar to this would be like Mad Hatter, but he's only re- he's restricted to the playing cards he puts on people's yeah. heads whereas ivy's controlling what 1.6 billion or something she said like yeah. uh, uh, actually i think it's um the, the entire planet almost that's a lot of people so it's like i mean she's controlling all of those mesco pre-orders right now so like, <laughs> so like she she's fucking with people's emotion <laughs> making them push that button um i'm loving it i gotta hit up old tom king be like hey man can you think you give her green skin back for a little while as well? <laughs> like, why not? Why not go for gold, right? There's another splash page where it's a two pager. I mean, again, I mean, with all the all the attention to detail by the artist by Janin, with all the vines, then you have Ivy sitting in the middle with her fire red hair. I mean, that could have been the cover too. This page, uh, the splash, the double page splash, must have been a nightmare to work on. There's so much detail and all the little flowers and everything. Yeah, feel sorry for the uh, the inker and the colorist. My my hat goes to you. So, yeah, uh, I love all that vegetation, on. man. Look at that detail. I like the dress she has on. Uh, so this is where we find out that uh, everyone has been controlled, basically, except for Bruce and Selena, because Bruce inoculated them 
in the cave. And uh, Selena, through Alfred, explains that Bruce's formula can defend against what has happened, but it can't reverse it. So all of the people that she's already controlling, she's got them. You know what? Yeah. The the formula he used to inoculate the yeah. two of them can't help anybody else. That's amazing. Look well, at, look at everything Tom King has set up in just one comic book without even well, without even being that wordy. Like he just set up a whole big fucking arc. It's crazy. Well, and the the way that he's the way that he wrote it was that even though Batman has found a way to to stop the effects, he keeps on Ivy keeps on saying that that you can't reverse it. There's something else that's in them that. Maybe we don't know about it yet, but they can't reverse it. They can cure the the mind control, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. You can't reverse it. So to me, that means that there's something still in them. They, they might have issues, maybe, maybe not in this arc, but maybe you know five issues later, because you know how King likes to take some stuff and make a big story out of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's good and, handling uh, of Ivy. You know, like I I, I, I like how uh, she refers to Bruce and Selena. As two little heroes hiding in lead boxes, because yeah. <laughs> she's got everyone else except for them. Awesome, that's that's my Ivy right there. That, oh yeah, because Poison Ivy is a super villain because she yep. has powers, so she's not just a villain but a super villain. For anyone out, for all listeners, must know Poison Ivy as Tom King has just brilliantly demonstrated is a super villain. A brilliant supervillain. All right. I, Ivy's getting her due, boy. Good issue, man. Re- shit, man. I tell you, Tom King, man, this is good shit, man. Let him do a fucking two a month for the, for fucking ever, man. Get, you know, just uh, get him on, like, you know, that Simpsons episode where they, um, Mr. Burns is dying, but they took his head and they put it in a robot so he could live forever. That's what DC needs to do with Tom King and just <laughs> let him put out two issues of Batman a month for the, for the rest of eternity. <laughs> just moving right along, we got to tell us about Brave and the Bold with Batman Wonder Woman. Brave and the Bold number one. Yeah, this, uh, this book was not at all what I was expecting it to be going in. Uh, it, it starts off looking like, uh, like an old uh, fantasy comic. Uh, it's using, yeah, almost. It's uh, it's using like uh, uh, Irish uh, myth sort of thing. Uh, like so Celtic. It, it starts, yeah, yeah, mm. Celtic myth yeah. Uh, <clears throat> mythology. So we have uh, this character in this other world uh, where all of the all of the citizens there have. We learn that they're it's like they're imprisoned, like they're they're in this world that is like Themyscira. It's hidden from the world of men, but uh, they've begun they've begun to feel like they're imprisoned there, and uh, it's leading to unrest. And this guy who is sort of uh, uh, the the central character of this world is trying to uh, to prevent uh, things from turning to war. After that is established. We're introduced to uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Uh, they're in <laughs> Antarctica, uh, sort of yeah, having uh, some R and R. Yeah, they're they're, uh, <laughs> they're in bed together. <laughs> Man, what a lucky son of a bitch, oh, Steve shit. Trevor, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm jealous. <clears throat> anyway, Bruce, needed. you could have had this, Bruce. You could have had, but uh, you know. Wonder Bat Boy. <laughs> Hashtag Wonder Bat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Steve and Diana are in bed here, and they're talking about how nice this time is, you know, having the downtime where neither of them are uh, are away on any missions. And just as they're discussing how nice this is, that uh, character from, from the other world just enters the room. 
and introduces himself to to Diana. So he is basically sort of like the god of, I think, fertility introduces himself as, and Wonder Woman uh, knows who he is, you know, recognizes him, and Steve Trevor kind of pulls a gun on him oh, and uh, <laughs> is uncomfortable. So uh, we cut to, uh, to Bruce and Alfred in the cave. Alfred notes that uh, Bruce is uh, just standing there by the computer uh, lifting weights and that he only does that when uh, when something's bothering him. So he's watching, uh, where is he watching? Yeah, he's watching the Irish Quarter of, of <clears> Goth, <throat> and he's just monitoring these people, and he notes that people aren't moving anywhere, really. Uh, for a five-block radius, people are just moving a few paces and not really going anywhere. Tells Alfred to, to get the car ready, and he wants to go out and check things out. And now the Batmobile, it's Batman's... Uh, it's it's the Batmobile we've seen in most of the Rebirth stuff so far. I, I don't know. It looks fantastic in this. Oh, issue. yeah. I love the way it's done here. But Bruce gets there and he doesn't see anything out of order aside from that the people are all just kind of shuffling around. And he's uh, he picks up this uh, this hobo and asks him what he sees. And the guy says, they're, they're all around us. You don't see them. And he isn't seeing anything. So he asks Alfred if he can see anything, uh, any smoke or mist or anything. And they're not seeing anything wrong. Uh, we go back to uh, Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman now speaking with, uh, with this deity. And he explains the situation to Wonder Woman and how he needs her help. He knows that uh, she left Themyscira to, uh, to save the world from war. And that he basically needs her to come and do the same in his world. <clears throat> so this is where we see it start to tie in to uh, this guy's world, to what's happening in Gotham. And bit by bit we learn that. Uh, so basically it's like two planes of existence are kind of intersecting in this this portion of Gotham City in, in the Irish Quarter. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wonder Woman uh, enters into this world with with the deity and we see that they're investigating when when they arrive they're investigating uh the murder of the king and they found someone in the presence of the king's body and he had been poisoned and they're planning to uh hang this suspect that they found in the presence of the king's body and we find as the story ends, Batman has been now uh, sort of uh, hypnotized by whatever was affecting these people back in Gotham. And he is now seeing this world, and he's the one who's being blamed for, uh, for the murder of the king. So they're now planning to kill him. So, and uh, that, that's, that's the setup, and that's what we get left with uh, for this story. Uh, so we should yeah. uh, note this is... Uh, <laughs> Liam Sharp is the writer and the artist on this. Uh, this is the first time I think we've seen him doing a... Uh, a real Batman story. He was doing Wonder Woman when Rebirth kicked off, I believe, right? And uh, yeah, and he, I think he's dabbled yeah. in some other Bat yeah. Family related uh, things here and there. But uh, uh, did did he work in uh, Batgirl or something like that previously? Maybe I think he bounced around a little. Yeah, it yeah, the art, the art, fantastic. It like like I said, it looks like uh, something you'd see in the old uh, fantasy comics or even uh, the fantasy novels. It it wasn't. Uh, it was. It surprised me. It wasn't what I expected uh, this miniseries to be, but. Uh, I am definitely interested in the next issue now. How many issues mm-hmm. is it? How six issues? Uh, I think it's. I think it's going to be twelve or something, isn't it? Damn. Oh no, no, no. My bad. Yeah, it does. It does say on issue on the uh, on the front six. cover. Yeah, it is just a six. Yeah. Nice. So we got Nightwing. Thirty-nine. Nightwing thirty-nine. Yes. This issue is continuing on with um, the arc, the Untouchable, with the Judge, 
was come back into uh, Dick Grayson's life. He had encountered him when he was Robin, as we've seen in previous issues. We learn here that he's even encountered him when Dick took a break from the superhero life and tried uh, going to school, you know, tried living his own life. Um, yeah, in his, uh, in his time between Robin and Nightwing. The last issue ended with uh, Nightwing had tracked down the judge in, uh, in that casino hotel. The judge and uh, the gang, you know, the muscle that he had brought on, uh, got the better of Nightwing. So where this issue picks up, they've got him tied to a chair in sort of the what used to be the coastal area of Bloodhaven, where the houses were built uh, on unsteady land that had eventually uh, started to fall into the water. The judge is on a, on a canoe here inside this house that's in the water. So the tide is low right now, and he's got... Uh, Nightwing is tied in this chair and he's just basically uh, antagonizing him as he waits for the tide to come in. And he's um, he basically talking about this is a part of the land that the contractors knew that was going to fail, but corruption and people were paid off and cut corners. And then he reminds Dick Grayson about you know, the second time that they met and that he probably buried it down. Then we take a flashback to the time in between. When Dick was Robin and Nightwing, looks like you know he's ignoring phone um, text messages from Alfred, Damien, random chicks, and you see where the the judge the second time that they had met um, this woman in this schoolroom is holding a knife and there's dead bodies laying around, but there's like a seawater footprint and it's kind of touching base back to I guess an old Bloodhaven legend that um, what they call him the seaweed butcher or the uh, the, the sea butcher. Yeah, the sea butcher oh. is what... Uh, so he was like a, an urban myth uh, yeah. of Bloodhaven, uh, is uh, the sea butcher that would come into uh, into the city and, and kill people. Kill people, yeah. Nightwing, Dick Grayson decides to, well, you know, I, I can't just walk away from this. So he supposedly finds some... <laughs> Some old gym clothes in his bag. And remember that one Nightwing costume? Was it back in the 80s or 90s with the kind of gold? Oh, yeah, it's basically the- his first appearance, uh, the the disco suit Nightwing. So we see yeah. him uh, <laughs> putting that together for the first time. He finds a clue. The police missed, um, did some lab tests in the college lab. He finds that there's some pathogens that are unique to a certain whale. Um, yeah, that, that were in this seawater footprint. Uh, he he was he was you know skeptical that this was actually a seawater footprint, but he took a sample of the water and tested it and found that it it was salt water and yeah it contained uh, that bacteria and that, um, that, that you would only find on uh, on whales. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to the the the, the harbor, the Bloodhaven Harbor, and finds a warehouse 12 B because that was a little piece of paper that he found at the crime scene. Finds this looks like a gym teacher or something who's been selling pills to one teacher to or being sorry he was giving pills to one teacher so the teacher can sell it to the students the guy was talking about well he did it because he was promised you know, one of his desires and there was a golden casino coin and then <clears throat> that's when <clears throat> excuse me that's when you finally see nightwing jump from a window and the judge is standing there talking to the teacher they fight yeah so they're fighting and um nightwing tells him, you know, you made her do your dirty work for you meaning the, the girl who stabbed all the students. And the judge says, okay, fine. He just kind of falls backwards into the water. Nightwing dives in, can't find them. And then it basically fast forward back to the present time. This time the water, the, the tide has risen. It's up to about Nightwing's chest. The judge is 
talking to him and remember when the judge took off his glasses in the last issue, his eyes were sewn shut, technically blind. The judge is saying, well, you, you've heard of me. Everyone in Bloodhaven's heard of me, and he found that he was the first judge of Bloodhaven. Yeah, um, he came uh, came to the colonies from the Netherlands in the 1600s. So it begins to tell to tell Dick that he's the you know hundreds of years old and has been in Bloodhaven since before it was Bloodhaven. I would say this is almost like an origin story. <clears throat> the judge is explained the Nightwing about how he was a judge and he was all about justice and no matter if you were the one of the top one percent or you're you know a homeless person on the streets everyone was judged fairly and there was a crime about a, a murder that had happened committed by an aristocrat a, uh, a rich person but he wasn't going to that wasn't going to de- deter him from prosecuting this guy so long story short <clears throat> these guys i guess tie up chains and these lead weights and throws judge into the into the into the sea then the judge kind of says that the sea embraced him and he was transformed he talks about how when he got out of the chains he came up and the dutch it was the british and then saw the corruption so he returned the sea and when he came back it was the german you know germans instead of the british but this time it was uh all these whales were butchered and they kind of they kind of explain why Bloodhaven's called how it is. Uh, the germans called the city was it blutage haven because of all the whale blood in the harbor so he goes back in the water and he comes back. I mean, basically, it's he, he, when he comes out from the water, he sees more corruption, but the times yeah. have changed. Then he goes back yeah, in the he, sea. He would come back every decade or so, and every time he came back, he just saw new corruption to replace the old corruption. He explains how he went to uh, he was fine. He went to St. Jude's Monastery and they accepted him in the House of God. He made a commitment. See only corruption uh, that he would only see be able to see corruption until he could see nothing at all. And that's when he sewed his eyes shut. And then, you know, we get taken back to the current times. This time the water's right at about Nightwing's chin. He's struggling for air. And the judge is telling him, you know, I'm doing this so then you can be transformed by the water. That that he's only immortal as long as there's corruption in men's hearts. Kind of saying that, you know, I'm I'm trying to change. He's trying to change Nightwing into one someone like him and then they can maybe be a dynamic duo of some sort the uh the issue ends with uh, the judge telling nightwing that uh you know we'll find out if the sea will if the sea will embrace him and uh and transform him as well and he just sails off and the issue uh ends with him leaving nightwing there to uh to drown as the tide comes in and and covers him and that's it uh next up we have sins of the father now explain this uh, to our listeners because I think this is a really interesting idea with DC Comics. To be yeah, so uh, this is a tie-in comic to the Telltale uh, Batman video game series. Uh, so if you haven't played any of those yet, you're going to be uh, pretty lost oh, in this story because they use a very different uh, backstory for the Wayne family than what we're traditionally used to. I think this is Tom, a real- Brilliant right. idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, kind of like me, I, I haven't played the game, and I got to, I think, about the fifth page, and they mentioned something. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this uh, is what's going on? So I'm like, well, I'll go read something else then. So this is, um, <laughs> Robin, do you play this game, Telltale, the Batman game? Uh, I played the first season. Yeah. I haven't played the second yet. Okay, for our listeners out there who don't know what we're talking about, um, so Telltale is a, a com- it's, it's a company that makes these games it's ch- it's like choose your own destiny game so they've yeah, done yeah they're called it's uh it's called uh they're called decision based games right yeah they've done like walking dead wolf among us and now they've done the telltale batman series which seems to be popular with a lot of people including grandpa batman so uh, just uh, oh, yeah. 
It's his absolute favorite game, I believe yeah. I heard. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You, I, I love it because, all right, Gr- Gramps doesn't like it because he thinks, he, he, he thought it was going to be like Arkham Knight or, or Arkham Asylum or some shit. You know what I mean? I think that's what he went into. Me, I love it because what's happening is you're watching, this is what's really happening. You're watching, and it's broken up into like five episodes per season. So you're watching like a five-hour animated movie in which you get to control because you have to make decisions as you go through the story. That, and that's pretty much how you play the game. But it's really fun. It's like an interactive movie is how I view it. Yeah, yeah, because it, it goes through. It's basically a series of scenes where uh, sometimes you play as Batman, sometimes you're Bruce. You know, it's it's all yeah. balanced. Uh, and your decisions <laughs> actually affect the outcome of the game. Whereas if you're playing uh, one of the Batman Arkham games and you, you're fighting whatever character, if you lose the fight, yeah, it's okay. You're just going to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it until you're able to beat him. Right. Yeah. But what happens in the Telltale games is any decision you make, if, if you're fighting somebody or if, if you're having a conversation with another character, you're basically given options of what you can say. You know, if you want to go along with what they want you to do or how you want to answer a question, what kind of what sort of response, how you want to treat people mm-hmm. and everything that you choose literally changes how the rest of the story continues. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And uh, it is really, is a cool part where, uh, you know, you have to decide whether you're going to spend the night at Selena's or not, which is, uh, so, <laughs> so you get an idea of how intense this game could be, how in depth and how well thought out the story is for being that. Is your, uh, is like Grand Theft Auto? So when you spend the night with Selena, does your health bar increase, but you lose money? <laughs> <laughs> um, how, so this, this sins of the father, but is it, um, is it ongoing or is it limited or what is, I think they're taking it, a chance with um because they saw how successful the injustice companion comic series was with the game so i think it's smart for them to do this as well well they even did that with arkham knight yes they did that's correct like a, yeah. a prequel to arkham knight and then they came out with a few one shots like yeah. harley quinn and a Batgirl and and arkham knight genesis which is one of my favorite jason todd stories ever it's elseworlds or video game universe whatever you want to call it but it's uh it's so damn good, man. Arkham Knight Genesis. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say in the book uh, how many issues this is uh, planned to be, but uh, who knows? It could end up being like the Arkham games, where you know it just has it, its run and it ends, or it could be like the Injustice games, where I think the Injustice uh, comics were originally planned to just be a short series. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because they did so well. Yeah. That they just went on and on and on yeah. and on. <laughs> I know, and they were. Yeah. But uh, the the Injustice comics originally, that like that first series of them, that was excellent in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And uh, I I I stayed with it until about year three, maybe year four, before I eventually fell behind. They need but, to do uh, some omnibuses <laughs> of the Injustice stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, Robin, you're right. Um, the first year. Of the injustice was fantastic, and year number two and three I thought were pretty good. I mean, literally, I mean, you didn't know what was going to happen on the next page. Yeah, once I think year four happened, they started bringing in like it's almost once year four hit, two issues in, it kind of felt like it was dragging because then they brought in all the mystical people for that year, and then the following year they had Amazon gods like Hermes and Zeus, and they're bringing the gods in, and then I, I think year number five, it, I think it ended pretty decent from what i remember but 
now they got Injustice 2 now. Yeah, and uh, in between uh, the final season, the final year of Injustice and the beginning of Injustice 2, there was Injustice Ground Zero, which uh, was sort of uh, the events from Harley's point of view. Uh, speaking of Injustice, real quick side note for anyone who plays Injustice 2, DLC just released <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the game. You actually get to play as all four Ninja Turtles versus the DC Universe, and they've done it so fucking well that it's ridiculous, like how they stayed true to the old movie and all the fighting moves and the in interactions and the graphics. I was like having Leonardo fight Poison Ivy the other day. Like, it's <laughs> fucking blowing my mind, <laughs> you know, just uh, um, especially for you TMNT fans out there. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I mean, DLC's been pretty cool like, for the for Injustice too because we, we had, like, we had Adam, Hellboy, all these crazy characters. You know, Jason Todd and Starfire were big ones. Injustice series <laughs> in general is really cool. So it's kind of cool to see now Telltale getting the similar treatment with the the companion comic and uh yeah and if you're an injustice fan uh we recently had on one of our previous episodes poison ivy herself Tasia valenza oh yeah we did yeah talking nice. about uh, the the games and uh, a lot of other things as well so go back and check that out if you're a fan she has a nice voice Let's check it out but uh so <laughs> sins of the father how, how was the book companion? so this picks up after season one of uh, of the game so spoilers if you haven't played the game yet uh in season one of the game you uh, if i remember right you basically take down uh falcone yeah yeah, yeah that, that was part of it yeah yeah part of it was taking him out so where this book picks up uh there's now been a power struggle with falcone out of the picture we start up with this shootout between the zuko's and the bertinelli's and uh there's also another party that has come into the city you know trying to uh to take falcone's place so uh this shootout is happening in a scrapyard in gotham and there's some police that are pinned down in there caught in the crossfire so batman shows up to take them out you know eventually saves the police and after that we uh we get to the main part of the story. This is the main spoiler from from the Telltale games is there's a very different history for the Wayne family. So uh, what we found out is that uh, Thomas Wayne wasn't a good guy at all. And he was uh, drugging people, uh, putting people into Arkham and drugging them. So, uh, it's really ruined the Wayne family name and the business is in massive trouble. Well, I'll give him credit for taking a chance. That's a big chance. I don't really like the Wayne's legacy being messed with, but I mean, it is yeah. a hell of a, it is a hell of a chance to take for an interesting story. So I, I enjoy Elseworlds takes, but yeah, it it definitely makes me uncomfortable uh, having Bruce's whole reason for being Batman being tarnished. You know it. It, uh, it it unsettles me. <laughs> there's, there's three there's three things you can't mess with in, in Katsumi. One, don't mess with the Wayne, Martha and Thomas Wayne legacy. They're good people. Two, two, don't give the Joker an origin. He has no known origin. And three, don't ever refer to Poison Ivy as anything other than a supervillain. So, <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, the 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 art is uh the art's good. It's uh, sort of 
mirrors the the video game style to a degree. Oh, that's cool. I dig that. I like the so, Batsuit. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I like that they used uh, sort of the look. It, it also, some of the shots of Batman here, it looks a little bit like uh, Enrico Marini's Batman, too, from no Dark Prince Charm. Oh, that guy's killing it right now, man. Mm-hmm. They need to give that guy and, a conch. They need to give him a shoe deal. <laughs> we've, only had, we've only had one of his books so far, and we're still talking about it as if, like, he's just taken over the world and like that's how good that that one book was well that that scene where the catwoman's chasing the joker and when they're in that van and they're through the streets of gotham and traffic and like the way he draws that stuff is like yo this is as good as it gets when you when you want to do like a batman gotham book story like whatever that's as good as it gets visually that guy just amazing plus i like the new look he gave harley quinn with it almost looks like she has two hair cones coming out of her head like like that's really cool you know that looks good much better than that fucking uh, shit that jimmy roller derby yeah, yeah roller yeah, roller derby, derby and harley the, the, you know one and her gang of harleys <laughs> and their roller the derby garbage crap. And the, the pink <laughs> and fucking kind of candy pink and blue hair streams and shit. But yeah i like uh, when they touch on harley's performer slash clownish roots you know like like yeah. that, you know, it's, it goes back to like Italian puppetry and shit like that kind of feels. So what, what I want to see somebody touch on that we haven't seen in a while is the details of Harley having been enhanced by Ivy. You mean yeah. like that, her acrobatic that, that, skills, right? Wasn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In the, in the old story, uh, Ivy had uh, had serum. enhanced Harley's abilities, yeah, with the serum that yeah, she created. Yeah, technically, and, uh, so Harley's kind of Harley's a metahuman. sort of a metahuman, yeah, yeah. Well, Ivy made her a metahuman, which is cool because that then it would make a lot more sense for her being in Suicide Squad. They should really touch up on that because, yeah, um, you know, it makes no sense to have a crazy chick with a bat in a fucking you know supervillain team. That... They're they're also largely ignoring her intellect and her her past as as a doctor you know and yeah i was just gonna agree with you on that one i mean t- besides the harley quinn solo series i mean that's its own nutshell uh, but even suicide squad like you're saying i mean no one's they don't really touch on her enhanced abilities that poison ivy has given her yeah. or her intelligence i mean we know what the new 50 we know what the new 52 did with harley we know what the solo series is continuing to do but yeah. even in suicide squad it's it, all, all she's being portrayed as is a crazy, just a crazy chick with a with a, a hammer. So stupid. It's, it's like you know what it is. I always say it comes down to the writer, man. The writers need to understand these rogues. For example, Sean Murphy understands Harley Quinn. You know he gets it. Yeah. He gets it so yeah. much that he split the atom and made another one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's like now, now respect to Jimmy and Amanda. You know they they. Oh. Did their own incarnation of Harley, and it you know some people liked it. It the it was a book that sold well until it didn't, yeah. and you yeah, know they they created something new. It just wasn't what a lot of uh, the old school Harley fans were looking for, and the demographic of the readership for that book really reflected that. Uh, yeah. You you could find that any given month you could find uh, the uh, fans of classic Harley just going off on the current issues and yeah. what they were doing between yeah. between that story and like the mass 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 marketing of harley like i i actually started to like 
really not like the character anymore. Like, I didn't want anything to do with Harley. I got rid of a lot. I got rid of all my Harley merch except anything that's Jester Harley. Uh, I was just disgusted because it's just so overdone. It's, like, bleached out, you know? And then, like, Sean yep. Murphy comes with, like, White Knight, and I'm like, okay, all right. I, I see you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And then, and then the other guy with the um, Prince Charming, was it? The Dark Prince yeah, Charming? Uh, yeah, Enrico Marini. And then he comes out of nowhere, too, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I can fuck with you. And I heard, uh, and I heard someone else uh, is going to bring Harley in soon too, which we can't disclose. Yeah. But uh, somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I have so much faith uh, in in what's coming there. Yeah, man, that's a, uh, you know, Harley. That's that's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. I mean, like what Robin said. I mean, you know, Connor and Palamati, they took a leap of faith. You know, they they decided to do something different with the character that us as the John calls the old school uh, readers. A lot of uh, you know, a lot of us didn't really care for. You, you know, the problem he, is Jimmy Nemanja's book is an it's an Archie comic, but it's Harley. That's what it is. It's an Archie book. I mean, it's, you know yeah, I mean? it's uh, it's taking the the more goofy comedic side yeah, of, just... of when I mean, and watered down. But like what Robin said, I mean, they they it was selling out every every month. Um, then you saw, of course, all the Harley merchandise. It's so stupid. Uh, everything. Like like that one shot where it's like Harley and Ivy and Catwoman they go on a road trip and Catwoman wants to see the world's biggest bowl of yarn or something and I'm like are you fucking kidding me yo we let, let let's finish Sins of the Father man before <laughs> this bad yeah, shit. let's get back on topic <laughs> we, we went off on that was uh that was a new segment on the show called the Bat Force Tangent yeah get uh but... the uh, the Wayne family name has been tarnished the company is in massive trouble and. Uh, they're basically relying on uh, Bruce's charm and his dedication to publicly uh, atoning for what his father had done. Because what, what we find out is that his father was a bad guy and was doing this stuff that was, you know, in secret. He was a bad guy. He, he, his public face, he was still a good guy. But uh, it, it starts coming to light all of the bad things he had done. And we find out that Martha didn't know the extent of what was going on for most of the time. And then when she found out, she worked on uh, exposing what was happening. So Martha was was still faithful to what we know of her in the past. She was still the charitable one, you know, uh, began all the charities and all that stuff. So that's what Bruce wants to uh, return the Wayne family name to being known as. You know, he wants he convinces the board to let him uh, take care of the families of the victims of what Thomas had done in uh, in Arkham years ago, try to uh, to save the company's image and the company itself. There's basically a, a, a party that Bruce is hosting, the purpose of which is to uh, charm investors and uh, restore their faith in, in him and in the company. So uh, at the party, Bruce is approached by this woman who comes up and uh, says, oh my God, Bruce Wayne? And like asking if it's him, and when he confirms that yes, it's me. Nice to meet you. She serves him with the subpoena, and then she makes a huge scene in front of all of these important people that are there, and the press is there at the party. And she announces that uh, she is representing the families, uh, those people that Thomas Wayne had drugged in Arkham, and he's suing Bruce Wayne. She is suing Bruce Wayne and Wayne Enterprises. So at this party where Bruce's uh, goal 
was to uh, secure the faith of these investors. Someone had come in and just destroyed any chance of that happening. We end up at a, a Wayne board meeting and uh, the board basically wants to fold the company, go into bankruptcy and uh, restart as a new company. And Bruce doesn't want to do that. He says that uh, the families of these victims deserve justice and that uh, filing for bankruptcy is uh, hiding from justice. So he convinces them to uh, to let him make this case where he wants to offer uh, payments over time to all of the victims of the families, uh, you know, agree to settlements and uh, make it payments that the company can manage so the company can survive and rebuild its image. So the board agrees to give him that chance. Uh, so he wants to meet with, he asks Alfred to set up a meeting with him, with the families of the victims, family members of the victims, so he can begin negotiating with them, tell them what he wants to do. So while he's speaking with these people, one of them gets shot right through the back. And then all this gunfire just starts coming into the room. Uh, so they're in uh, a Wayne Enterprises building. So Bruce has to run up to the roof and has to risk, you know, showing up as Batman at a Wayne Enterprises building. And he's searching for where the where the sniper was positioned. And when he locates him, uh, he throws a uh, a batarang at him that's sort of using uh, emitting sonic sounds to distract him so he can get over there. Uh, so as he throws this batarang, he's shocked when it's shot out of the air. And uh, it's revealed that the sniper who had uh, taken this guy out and was trying to kill all of them was Deadshot. And, and I think the, that's uh, Deadshot's first introduction into the Telltale universe, uh, unless I've missed something so in the you, new season. So this is the Not first right. appearance of uh, Deadshot in the Telltale universe. So you, are you going to get that book CGC and send the kids to college with it? <laughs> okay, and and uh, get a second copy and uh, you know, everybody can send the kids to med school too. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a press. Uh, you, you make sure you get a press because you got to get that nine point eight. I mean, nine point six is just garbage. Yeah, who wants a nine point six? Get yourself a nine point eight CGC. Get it slabbed. Put it in a dry box. Put your dry box in the dry box. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, um, um Super Suns. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've been really enjoying Super Suns lately. I've oh, heard uh, amazing so... heard amazing things about Super Suns. By the way, Tomasi. Tomasi, we all know him from Batman and Robin during Rebirth. He's doing, I think, Superman. Yeah, he's doing uh, Superman. I think he's going to be doing, uh, I think he's changing titles, but Tomasi's killing it. And usually the artist, I believe, for Super Sons, wasn't it um, Jorge Jimenez? Uh, yeah, it was. He's not the artist on the, on this and arc this, now. He's tied even, up with some other stuff now. Yeah, but even this issue kind of, the, the same, it was almost like the same kind of art style. Um, yeah, this is uh, Carlo Barberi. Uh, so uh, if you haven't been reading Super Sons, it's basically uh, the just a Damien and John Kent book. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just super fun all the time. So uh, this is the the first issue of a story called The Parent Trap. I was going to say, even the, the the little bickering that goes on between John Kent and Damien is, is funny. It's, they add in just enough to make you chuckle throughout the... Um, periods throughout the book yeah, I, I think what sums up their relationship through the whole book is john is as wholesome as <laughs> clark is and damien is as unwholesome as bruce is and what really sums it up is early in the in the series it might have even been in like issue one or two we have damien uh, showing up at John's window in the middle of the night and convincing him to sneak out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they play up 
the asshole side of Damien. He's very <laughs> sarcastic and uh, and nasty to most people, but he has this soft spot for John. You know, they're legitimately friends. Well, and and it, what's funny is that even when Damien shows, you know, like affection or friendship towards John, John's so excited. <laughs> you know, he'll run up, he'll run up, and he'll give Damien a hug, and he'll be like, he'll be like, get off me. I kind of don't let anybody see this. <laughs> this issue, uh, like I said, is part one of Parent Trap. So we kick off with uh, Jonathan at uh, at school in Metropolis, and we find out that uh, the situation now is that Damien is attending the same school as Jonathan, and Alfred is flying him to school via helicopter every morning. And uh, Damien is attending this school, you know, wearing the school uniform and everything, but he's still just a dick to everyone else. He doesn't get along with any of the other students. They all hate him because he's so smart in class. They call him a teacher's pet and everything. And as usual, Damien could care. He <laughs> could not care. Absolutely less. Uh, so we see uh, while he's attending the school, uh, Talia shows up and is uh, just kind of watching him. And she's disappointed by uh, him wasting his talents, you know, just being a student in a school that obviously, you know, he's well beyond uh, what's going on in these classes and doesn't need to be there. Uh, but she's basically come to recruit him for a mission. Uh, we see uh, later on in the issue, John and Damien are talking on the bleachers of the school's uh, football field. And Damien uh, kind of pie faces uh, Jonathan <laughs> while he's talking and tells him to shut up because they're not alone. So they go under the bleachers and uh, someone grabs Damien in the darkness. And Jonathan is on the verge of going heat vision crazy when <laughs> Damien tells him to relax. It's just my mother. The the relationship between the, the whole family is Talia's the, the mother, but she's standing there when, when Jonathan turns around and sees who took Damien. I mean, and I, I, I like this this page here. Um, yeah, Damien's just standing there. Talia's got one arm around his neck and a sword to his throat. It's <laughs> like she's always, you know, they're always like pointing swords and knives at each other, but it's a mother and son. So I've always thought that was kind of humorous and they always end up hitting each other or fighting. But yeah, I mean, Talia's got Damien with a sword to his neck. He's just talking about how, you know, you're, you're wasting your time here. And then Damien kind of, I don't know how the hell he, I mean, he's, I guess he's pretty flexible. He's able to take his, his right, his right leg and kick it up and basically kick Talia in the face, throws him this package and says, Hey, get dressed. You're coming with me now. And kind of, you know, and then she talks about this, this mission that, that there, that she needs him for. You he refuses to go with her. Uh, he basically tells her, no, I, I'm not going to do it. But she leaves him a sword and uh, takes off basically expecting that he'll uh, start preparing himself to, to go along with her and, and do this mission. He just snaps the sword that she leaves. And uh, we see through the book, Jonathan, learning little bits more he he knows a little bit of damien's past but doesn't know the extent to which uh that damien is uh, a badass and uh yeah doesn't know doesn't understand uh what damien's training was and what his purpose was and that he was this trained assassin and has killed many people so uh, we see little bits of of jonathan learning that uh, bit by bit and being terrified so uh damien decides instead of going along with what talia wants him to do he's going to start uh tracking uh her movements and finding out what uh 
what she was after him for, what she needed him to do. So uh, he tracks her to a building that she had been using and uh, he wants to infiltrate the, he infiltrates this computer and finds uh, files on what she is trying to recruit him for. But uh, when they get to this place, there are League members there, uh, assassins from the League, and they're all terrified of Damien. You know, he starts oh, to, yeah. <laughs> to put a whooping on this guy, and the guy is just scared shitless and basically begs Damien not to kill him. So this is where we see uh, uh, John learning a little bit of, of just how dangerous... Uh, Damien is. But they get into this computer and Damien figures out that Talia is trying to rebuild uh, everything that she had lost in the past. Sort of ties back to the New 52 stuff where she had uh, like the heretic and you know all that uh, different stuff that went on there. She is trying to rebuild everything that she lost when uh, everything went down and she's taking uh, jobs apparently as an assassin, to rebuild her funds. And uh, they get into this computer, they find that her first target is Lois Lane. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We made it a lot more complicated sounding than it was there, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, just a, a fun issue. And uh, then you have uh, sort of that big moment at the end that uh, shows how serious things are going to get. Mm. Uh, one thing that I do really like about this story is they sort of use uh, the same geographic setup that was used in uh, uh, Zack Snyder's movies, where Gotham and Metropolis are sort of separated uh, by a bay. Uh, so they're sort of sister cities. Right. And uh, the the bay is called Morrison Bay. <laughs> so it's a, a cool little nod to uh, you know, the, the creator of Damien. Oh, that fuck. That's good. It's <laughs> fucking Damien. I didn't want to keep him around, but you know the fucking DC editorial said, "Oh, fucking bring them, bring him back." Hey, hey Robin, um, what would you think about the uh, the interaction of um, Alfred and Damien when he was bringing him in by helicopter? Alfred always has those little sarcastic kind of quote or you know sarcastic saying sometimes to Damien. Just I, I think just kind of like fuck with him, but he you know as they're landing, Alfred's like. Um, Again, there's uh, this won't be a a hot land a hot LZ, Master Damien, like every other day. You know, if you don't know what a hot LZ is, it's a hot landing zone, meaning there's enemies around, there's fighting, there's bullets flying, people dying, because he's landing in the middle of a school. Yeah. <laughs> and as Damien and, uh, comes up, <laughs> and he says, "No need to quote pop smoke at the end of the day." I'm quite familiar yeah. with the chopper pad's <laughs> location at this at this juncture, and Damien says, "I can hear the air quotes in your voice, Pennyworth." <laughs> <laughs> and even as he jumps, he's like, "Tell father he will pay for this." I tell him every day as requested. His knees don't seem to knock as loudly as you assume they do. <laughs> Toy Fair 2018 started this. Oh, it's going man. on. This a lot of toys, a lot of statues announced. Um, let's go down the list for some initial. So Mesco revealed a lot of stuff. You guys, uh, you got, you guys gonna get that like uh, hush-looking Batman? I might have to. The the more I see of it, the more. I'm, but I I'm at a point where I feel like I'm already waiting on two or three other Mezco pieces to release. It's it's hard to keep your sights on any one thing when while you're still waiting for the next piece, you know, you're seeing. Yeah. Uh, photos released of the next five. Yeah, I wish, man, I wish they would have <laughs> did a blue cow for that one. I would have got it because like real hush, but uh, it does look pretty good. They also uh, 
Batman Beyond was on display. The Mezco Batman Beyonds that looked pretty. Oh cool. yeah, uh, Mezco's I mean, really popular, man. With a lot of people. Mezco, <clears throat> Mezco is Negan at season one or season seven, episode one, and all the other toy makers are on their knees. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah. Obviously, you know, other companies have come out are coming out with some good things, but I mean, Mezco just, I mean, they announced. I mean, I'm just flip kind of scrolling through. Whether it's DC or Marvel or even obscure characters like uh, Clockwork Orange, I mean, they had to. I think they unveiled like almost like fifteen figures. Yeah, they kill. They're freaking churning them out like crazy, man. I was gonna say, what do you guys think of that? Um, was it that uh, the Mezco Sovereign Knight uh, Catwoman? It's all right, it looks okay, I guess. I mean, I don't think they're probably prototypes. I don't know. For some reason, the face is kind of throwing me off a little bit. Yeah, something a little off with it. I don't know. It's uh, they don't do many females, do they? Uh, I think yeah. they've only. I think Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn, right? Oh, yeah, as far as the one twelves go, there haven't been uh, yeah. too too many. But again, you know, people, these are uh, for the listeners. I mean, you know, these are the prototypes, so they most likely will look different as as it gets closer to those the release date. Like the Harley Quinn, there was that um, the first promo picture shown, and there's that big the the was that the the ab crunch. Yeah. That, Plan that you could see that, but I guess when you actually have the figure in hand, it's a lot less noticeable than yeah. what the picture showed. See, the problem. I that... think I think I think people still didn't like it though uh, in the final product. But... That, yeah, the Catwoman figure head's too big for the body. It looks weird. They need to fix that. And like the almost like the face is too big for the cowl. Yeah, it's you know? it's it's really strange looking. But I'm sure it'll be uh, bad. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll be buying it. So she's she's just she's just retaining a little water right now, just a little chubby in the <laughs> face right now. They got yeah, okay. a uh, they got all the Justice League members from the movie, you know, Batman, Flash, uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and uh, Superman. Plus, they got a John Stewart figure that looks kind of cool. John Stewart, yeah. hell yeah, it does. That, that came out pretty good. I, I just hope that Mezco, when they first came out with like the DKR figures, um, they were just loaded with accessories. But mm-hmm. it seems like that you know for the same price for for eighty dollars, you know, some of the figures that they come out with just really lack an accessory and like um the red sun superman came with a flag brainiac cat a couple you know uh, two different pairs of hands yeah speaking of other crazy stuff uh dc collectibles they're coming out with um dr manhattan as you mean uh oh rorschach everyone mime yeah the comedian marionette yeah yeah that's big news. All, all the doomsday clock stuff don't be shocked if they get some of them get canceled as well with dc collectibles because like yeah Doomsday Clock just started. Well, we're like in only in three issues, and they already announced a whole line of collectibles. You know how DC collectibles is, especially with the Batman the Animated Series oh. stuff. Like, oh, the comedian. I mean, those figures look awesome, but I don't know, DC collectibles are so weird sometimes. As much as I want them, I'm not gonna think about them until they release because uh. This this is at least it's a very limited series. You know, it's it's not gonna be like you know twenty different characters that are planned. So and these are all coming in two packs. Yes. So they would, all, the uh, they would packs, all they would pretty fast. Yeah. They also announced the statues. Let's go. We could go through them. Uh, the uh, the bombshell Batman and Catwoman statue. What'd you guys think of that one? Oh, that that's that one's yeah. uh, a no brainer for me. I'm all over that. It's a good looking statue, man. Is it? Uh, oh, yeah. those, are those purple gloves? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Uh, yeah, those are purple yeah, they are. Gloves. And the, I, I mean that statue looks great. Yeah, I mean, she Catwoman looks great in that one. That's uh, that's a pretty one. And it's kind of. I just noticed this. I mean, well, how she's off the ground, but behind. Behind Batman's head, it looks like she's holding a, a battering or something. Uh, yeah, uh, sort of uh, dangling it. 
and just the the pearls like kind of there's a lot of animation into the statue you know it's not just a straight cape it looks like the wind's blowing the yeah. cape the pearl necklace giggity yeah, around be, that, that's, that's a nice one man i got uh, that's a, i dig that yeah. one it's pretty cool you gonna get it trunks gonna i already um put down for that dkr iron studios <laughs> With the signature? Yes, sir. Fuck, I can't fuck with this guy. 50,000 mes- <laughs> 50, Mescos, 400 Green Arrow issues, and the, and the Frank Miller sig with this, that, nah. Can't fuck with the Trunks, man. Well, they, don't, they, they don't call him General Trunks for nothing, man. <laughs> I mean, in our in our kick conversation, I mean, um, Robin brought, I mean, Robin, you brought up a good point. I mean, it's a nice looking statue with details and, uh, a print of that statue you know the the infamous batman and uh carrie kelly leaping and you get a frank miller signature all for what is it like 240 dollars 250 plus shipping i mean and uh and what is it uh i i think a 25 dollar down payment or something yeah yeah it's 10 down yeah like 25 bucks that's what trunk spends at luminati for a drink they're they're daring you to not buy it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, or just like the uh, the the Mondo Harley. Uh, oh the, the exclusive. shit! They they tricked you with that. Now see with the DKR one, it was you pay ten percent now, and then the rest comes when uh, you have to pay the rest when the statue is available. So I don't think there's payment plans like that, like Mondo does. But I figure by August, September, I think they uh, announced it. Should be coming out. That Mondo one's gonna ship soon, boy. That was uh, oh, no man. I uh, said... Speaking of Mondo, that uh, oh oh they're, Mondo, they're showing, they're, they're showing off that uh, animated series uh, Batman figure. Yeah, and they kept the accents on it too, which are nice. That yeah. Batman the animated series six scale figure by Mondo Tees is is gonna be one of those pieces that you gotta have. Mondo's exclusive will be the Hardak um, interchangeable face, I think. That's what they've been teasing. I don't know. But uh, that's pretty, man. That's really... We've been waiting literally... I think we've been waiting three years for a pre-order for that. So... Yeah. Mondo has said because it took so long with the developing time with the uh, com- with the factory that being how far they've come with the development, that'll be a short period of time between pre-order and shipping. He, that's what Brock said. So... Um, so um nice and they got freeze coming as well so for the uh oh based off the animated series yeah ah, hopefully so hopefully for, they'll continue the line because that's pretty cool like uh well yeah. um for for the listeners or someone who might not know what's the cost of this or have they already had the pre-orders have they um well, what is the cost for the uh mondo six scale damn that's a good question i heard i, I don't i don't think we've seen a, a concrete price yet I heard. Oh. I, I think Tom heard rumblings when he first saw it of like, oh, I don't know, between one fifty and two. I think. I think those were the rumblings that somebody oh. was saying. Now I gotta do it. I still gotta do it. <laughs> uh, now the TMNT. I have a six scale TMNT from Mondo, which is in like the same scale with accessories. So I, that was about one fifty. So this thing could be around one fifty, actually. I, I don't know. Yeah, so it's. And I'm uh, looking at uh, looking at a picture of it. I mean, I guess they have displayed a. There's two, two different heads you can put on, so it'd be a total of three heads. Yeah, it comes with his uh, traditional grapple gun from the animated series. I think some battery. Yep. You know, the, they give you the works yeah, with no. that one. Uh, yes, man. Yeah. Now the exclusive will have the hardack face, the the skeletal right. robot thing. So whoever like needs that, that that's gonna. Then you got to get it right through Mondo's website, I believe. You got to do. That. And they do payment plans because they're smart. <laughs> that's how they get yeah. more people's money. So. Um, if the pre-orders came up, would you get the exclusive with the hard act 
Or would you get both? Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 well, I would get it through Mondo because uh, it's the same thing anyway. You just got to go. You just do it through their website, and uh, that's how you get the hard ugly. Their pre, their, their exclusive stuff sells out quick. But what they did with the Harley statue is they let any anyone could pre-order as many pre-orders as you want, and there's a cutoff time. So usually they give it a week where you could you know put your order in. And once that week's over, then orders are closed. So that's what they've been doing recently. That's what they do for the Harley Quinn statue that they got coming out, which is gorgeous. And we all know, like, the Red Rain. Trunks, did you get the Red Rain statue from Mondo? Nah, I, I didn't. Oh, that's shit. a mistake, man. That's one of my favorite pieces to come out yeah, my, my in shit. a long time. Yeah. I'm going to have to see where I can uh, purchase that. Yeah, probably they, not. Probably they're probably, they're probably sold on their website. You can get it from sideshowtoy.com or uh, even check with your shop. Uh, yeah, your shop might be might it. it might still be available from Diamond, so uh, your yeah. shop might be able to order it in for you. Um, then you just uh, go pick it up when you get your comics. Okay, put it right in the trunk. Yeah, but go when you get your Green Arrow oh. comics and you just. <laughs> DC Collectibles new reveals, just to go through them quick. The, I know nobody likes the Joker's daughter, but what you guys think of that Joker's daughter statue when uh, holding holding the classic Joker face mask? Yeah, it, it's it's good for being a Joker's daughter statue, I guess. Yeah. I think yeah, like if it looks it looks like it, it's a good looking statue. I have to admit. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. Uh, then they got uh, the. I, uh, I, I can't that? see myself dropping the the cash for a Joker's daughter statue, yeah. but. <laughs> I mean, if if it was one of those where like if your shop had, I mean. Unless you're trying to collect all the bombshells, yeah. but I mean, it's one of those things that honestly I'd probably like my shop will do um, sales and you know uh, half off back issues and 25% off everything else. Yeah. If it was something that I really wanted or part of my bombshell collection, then I'd probably wait for that because I mean, how much are the uh, bombshell statues usually go for? Uh, I think the list. I think the list price on them is like one twenty or something. One twenty nine. Uh, they got that new red hood coming out. That like, uh, I don't know if it's a vinyl statue or whatnot. That's it's kind of him weeping with the guns. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Red hood. As long, at least it's not yeah. another Harley statue. <laughs> um, that Joker <laughs> bust that they released. That is uh, Rod Baker. It's 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 good work. Yeah. Like the, the guy's a good artist. Uh, it just it, it's his style. And his style results in it not really looking like Joker. It's not and Joker. It looks yeah. like a monster, like a demon that's dressing up as the Joker. If that yeah. makes sense, you know, like. Yeah. And uh, at you know, it's it's a, a full scale uh, bust, so the you know the price point, like the list price on it, is a thousand dollars. So you know, there's just no way that. Uh, oh, I think I know someone who might be grabbing that one, man. I'll call my mom. <laughs> there's, like. there's just no way I would be into something that looks that unlike Joker for that kind of price point. Well, the new, for, yeah. new black Batman black and white statue, the first one when it pretty much all black with the cross in the cape. That one looks kind of interesting. Yeah, the, yeah, I I like that and the Joker one that goes with it. Uh those are Gerard Way designs. I dig that Batman. Uh, so. He has like a lock on his like yeah. strap. That's different, so, man. But it's, like, if, uh, if if you don't know the backstory of these pieces, uh Gerard Way, he's the singer for My Chemical Romance. He wrote Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And he's uh, sort of uh, running DC's Young Animal imprint. Yeah. Uh, so a few years back, he had been uh, he got the green light from DC to write a Batman miniseries, and it was going to be the first Batman miniseries uh, published under Vertigo. Uh, and he just hasn't gotten around to finishing writing it. But uh, a couple years back, he released uh, artwork 
online that he that he had done up uh i think as part of his pitch for it and he released his images of batman and joker and uh, i believe a couple other characters too so that we're getting these uh released now as statues might be a sign that they're starting to move on that series again yeah i like the black one like it's it's pretty cool looking i dig that yeah the next black and white statue that we've seen uh they're gonna have to make more more units of this one than they usually do for black and white statues because everyone and their mother is going to buy a batman who laughs black and white statue oh my god yeah Uh, it, it did not take them long at all to uh to get like a metal isn't even finished yet and we're already seeing, uh, like, thankfully, we're already seeing uh, the first statue of uh, Batman Who Laughs. That's I mean, pretty cool. That, yeah, it's badass. He's got, he's holding that chain behind him. I'm, I hope Prime One doesn't do him because then I'll be in trouble, man. Because uh, that that <laughs> tease they did, that shit. Uh, well, Prime One, then they then they tease on uh on eighty nine. They tease on a million things, man. And yeah. So like, I sometimes you just. Hope they don't release because you're like you're gonna be fucked. Like, it's just so good. Real quick, that the DC Collectibles two pack act figures: Sailor, Joker, and Nurse Harley. Yeah, the the bombshells. Oh, this is bombshells. Yeah, okay. I really like the Harley Quinn. I uh, I really dig that, especially with the kissing face. That transfers really well. That's cool. The Sailor, yeah, it uh, it it mirrors the statue that they put out uh, a year or two ago. It was uh, the duo statue with uh, the both had the exact same look. They were both on, you know, on one base, and uh, Harley was kind of dipping Joker, and uh, he had the kisses all over his face. I like that because you know they used to nurses used to wear those hats way back when. It's kind of like Arkham Asylum, like almost a hundred years ago. That's what it would look like. They would be wearing those things. Yeah, I mean uh, the the uh, the bombshell line of action figures have been quite have been quality. Yeah, I love the bombshell figures. Uh, what did you guys think of the hush the prime one hush ivy poison ivy statue? Oh man. Yeah, they did a good job on that. Right. Looks great, but well, how much are prime ones now? Like a thousand or twelve hundred dollars or something? I mean that one alone, I mean the the one that they teased or that they they've shown, that one looks like I mean it's gonna go for some money. Yeah, it, might, it depends. What's, depends what scale it is, but yeah, you're looking around around that ballpark. It's good. I, they're doing a Hush Ivy. That's crazy to think about. Like, you know, because everybody and their mothers in Hush. So yeah. the fact that they chose Ivy, that's pretty cool. That, that's a nice statue, man. The paint's. I mean, and look at all the details, and yeah. you got your green skin there, boy. Yeah, love that green skin, boy. Ivy's getting her due right now, boy. If you Hell know yeah. Fork your camera. Sideshow Collectibles uh, sent us a promo image before anyone's. Uh, the, they're coming out with two new premium format statues of Harley Quinn and the Joker. The Harley Quinn looks the same. Jester, I think she's just off and on, like nothing special. But the Joker's on like a bicycle and he's about to throw a, what is it, a, a cake? With a yeah, with dynamite, a dynamite in it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I, I love the concept. Of, and um, uh, it, it was a clever thing that uh, they introduced those two pieces on Valentine's Day. And uh, thank you again to Sideshow. Uh, they provided us with that uh, exclusive uh, first look photo for us to post. Now, what what happened with the, the, the Batman Harley Quinn roller coaster statue? I heard, I've heard through my shop that almost all of them got sent back because of some defect or error with it yeah the the problem with them is that the pegs don't match up now you you can build the statue you know, completely fine but 
where the, like the roller coaster car mounts to the base, you can't secure all of the pegs into the base. You can you know get a couple of them in, but they don't all line up. Yeah. And then you have the same issue with putting uh, Harley on. You can't uh, line up all of her pegs into all the holes. You can get her on, but not all the pegs. And the same thing when you put Batman on. You can mount him on, but one of the pegs doesn't line up to the hole. Yeah, that thing was way too ambitious. Beautiful statue, but like that's that's oh, gonna yeah. cause some problems, you know. That's just a... Oh yeah, I mean, imagine the 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 money cost. The, yeah. Have them all shipped back now, to the company. If you want to, you know, you if you have uh, like a Dremel or something like that, you can just cut off the extra peg. <laughs> the, the pieces aren't so heavy that they require multiple pegs to to mount on to the statue. Yeah. So I, I that that's my my issue with is I don't see why they uh, went that far on the pegs to mount because that's where the problem came in is so many pegs. Uh, not lining up to uh, to where the holes are. Uh, they could have just given each piece that went on one, uh, like maybe the the roller coaster car, two pegs to mount onto the base. Batman and Harley really only needed one peg each to mount. Um, people are really disappointed that there's no more Batman the Animated Series figures being announced from DC collectibles. Yeah, we're, we're missing a lot of things from the line. Well, I knew, yeah. I knew they, they jumped ship and that's what they started doing too. That's why they did the jailhouse set because they were jumping ship. They're like, instead of releasing, you know, the ones we have to release sing in single pieces, let's just throw it all in one box setting and be done with it. That's, that's pretty much what they did. I think um, Jim Fletcher said it was just harder to move them. or I don't know what sales or what it was. Only the diehards will buy. I don't know what it was, but uh, it seems that was it, man. Well, and um, I, I, At one point, I mean, it almost felt like every... I think it even it, it happened. Um, it was like every week or every other week there was four new figures. Uh, I mean, I think they... What they probably did is they, it sounds like that they just started cranking them out left and right and the first series i think was batman there was a like batman catwoman there was problems with the joints yeah and yeah they, they fixed thought, a couple no, of they were accepting them back to resend you a new one and it's fine by me they take a little bit of a break i mean i know that they didn't actually take a break for a while except for you know like the batwing and um the the bat cave and the jailhouse but I mean, at one point it was just like i walk in my shop and you know, they gave me my stack of comics. Um, you green arrows, half yeah. Which was green arrows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd say, okay, here you go. Here's four figures. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, fuck, I'm doing the math in my head. Like, <laughs> here we go, you know. Let, let, let me swipe for X amount of money, and then I'll pay the rest in cash. Tru- tru- Trunks is Homer from the Simpson episode where Homer's passing by and the, the two Asian people outside the restaurant like, up oh, here he comes again. Let's get him. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, Mr. Simpson, come in. No sushi for you. <laughs> no pre-order for you. <laughs> Trunks is like, woo. Yeah, woo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, DC Collectibles could please a lot of people if they would just release a few more key pieces to like the Grey line. Ghosts. I, so I, who would you, um, if they, yeah, I, if they were going to release four or five? Uh, or... I definitely want a Grey Ghost. Uh, so I've, I've collected every piece from the animated yeah. series line so far. Uh, I definitely want a gray ghost. I want uh, an an original animated series uh, figure of Two Face because all we got was New Adventures. Yeah, and yeah. Same thing for Scarecrow. We only got the New Adventures Scarecrow and not an original uh, 
uh, version of him. Well, Though those are the those are the keys for me, you know, if uh, if they put those out. And unfortunately, a while back they canceled the Joker mobile. They, you know oh, what? Yeah. I, I really wanted a Bat Cycle too. Remember the Batman the Animated yeah. Series Bat Cycle? Oh. oh yeah. If they really wanted to go for it, they could put out another thirty characters easy. It's like I can't complain because we got a lot of we got Roxy Rocket with a rocket. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I can't really well, complain. What would, but... be, what would be really cool is uh, a Toy Man figure in the line because then you would man. have a Batman the Animated Series Bruce Tim figure. That would have been amazing. Because he, he voiced him and it looked just like him. It was designed to look yeah. like him. That and uh, the Clock King would have been kind of cool as well. Yes. But, uh... yeah. Now I salute them because they did give us Phantasm. They did, yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. And the, the two-pack. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a good piece. And uh, I love that so, Harvey Bullet comes with a donut, two donuts. So, and uh, <laughs> double yeah. uh, the the Batman Beyond pack. Yep. Yep. That that, that was great. Even the, even the DKR uh, pack. The uh, yeah, the Legends of the Dark Knight episode. Yeah. They did the three pack for that with uh, Frank Miller, uh, Batman Mutant Leader, and Carrie. They didn't do um. They, they didn't. They didn't do a hard act, did they? Uh, no. Oh. Not not hard act. Hard ass. The uh. I guess I still got to get the jail set. Trunks, you get in the jail set? I uh, I'm going to. I haven't gotten it yet. The only the only two pieces I'm lacking right now is the jail set and the Batcave. Yeah, I gotta get that. Legends of a Lego Batman claims that you don't have the set won't be complete unless you get the uh was it the the girls' night out the five pack well, with that uh, shit. <laughs> Harley Batgirl. Well, the problem is, I mean, out of the five pack, there's only two characters that weren't single, and that was Livewire yeah. and Supergirl. Yeah, and yeah, you're you're getting beyond Batman the animated series, really. Yeah, it, it was a good run, not Batman related, but pretty big news today. NECA released the images of uh the, their Pennywise action figures, the new, yeah. the the recent Pennywise and the original Tim Curry Pennywise, which I've wanted for like 27 years, and. They finally did like it's freaking wild. Interchangeable heads and balloons and Georgie's boat and all that cool stuff. So that was that was really uh, yeah. big news today. Neck uh, Neck is awesome. They 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 have the original Gremlin from the first movie coming out. They got mm-hmm. a Jason figure uh, and a couple other things. I'm really hoping 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 that we still get the Batman slash Aliens and the Batman slash Predator two packs from Neca. It's been really quiet with that, but. Oh man, that's that was so damn cool! It's such a good idea to do that from you know based on the crossovers in the comic books. Hope hopefully that goes through because the Batman, the one that comes with the alien, the Batman figure, is like one of the best Batman action figures I've ever seen. One of the best looking Batman action figures I've ever seen. So and then that that concludes initial reactions to Toy Fair from what we've seen today. So Trunks, yes sir. If you had a ch- big chocolate cake for your birthday, right? What would you sprinkle? Oh. What would you sprinkle on it, boy? You get three choices. What do you think? What do you think, Rob? I know Robbins is those M and M's he's always eating. Freaking, <laughs> freaking peanut, what was peanut like peanut butter M and M's or something? Freaking. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. peanut butter peanut butter M and M's. Unless by some miracle I find the uh, I forget what they're called, but uh, they tasted like uh, PB and J. Yeah, I don't know if we get those. We get other thought, ones. Oh, so they made M and M's that taste like that. Yeah, mm. uh, it was, uh, they they were a limited time thing, I think. Uh, it was around when one of the Transformer movies came out, because the M&M guys on the package were dressed as Transformers. I mean, the the, the, the peanut butter m and man, those Shit. are good. I mean, so, you, can... so is that one of your cake toppings, Trunks? Peanut <sighs> Man. Um, you could drop uh, pepperoni slices on it as well, whatever you want, man. 
I was thinking about a sausage patty on mine, boys. Sa- a sausage uh, patty <laughs> on top oh, man. On, on cake frosting. Okay, that's one. Uh, <laughs> one top. Uh, I, I got some peanut butter M&M's Uh-oh. right now. <laughs> D- diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 throw some. Uh, hopefully the chocolate cake on the inside maybe got some of that Boston cream in the middle. Fucking Boston mm. cream. What about Chicago there's, cream, boy? Fuck there's your diabetes. Trunks, would you yeah. would you pull a, a Homer and what, what did he do? He wrapped something around a stick of butter. You know what I'm talking? Homer's out of this world space waffle or something where you <laughs> put like a waffle maker and you threw like I think like caramel, like chunks of caramel in there and chocolate <laughs> chip pieces. And then when he made, then when after it was baked, he took a stick of butter and wrapped it in, wrapped the waffle. <laughs> Butter and ate it like that. I don't know, man. Just thinking about that, my heart hurts. <laughs> so you wouldn't, you wouldn't put a would. stick of butter as, as one of your toppings? When I was a kid, uh, I remember on more than one occasion being over at my best friend's house and his little sister. So like when we were probably like 15, she was about, I don't know, three or four years old. And I have distinct memories of being horrified to see her walking around the house with a stick of butter on a fork and just oh. eating the stick of butter. Oh, my goodness. And this is Canada. Yeah. Healthcare is free, baby. You, you, you won't have to pay for that triple bypass. <laughs> if Homer made you one of his waffles, I, I think I would at least have to try at least one bite. Yeah, I mean, the, the butter dripping. <laughs> he's sitting there in the, with he's just sitting there in his underwear, and the butter drips on his belly. Yep. And he, uh, does, he doesn't even wipe it up like a flick it off. <laughs> you got the and the, the bear claw slippers. I love those bear claw oh, slippers. Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> I would buy those. Too. So so you said um, you said something with sausage, a stick of butter, and what would be your third topping, Trunks? I mean, could be anything, man. It could be like uh, on the general nipple slices. Drop. Drop a big Chicago dog on top of it. <laughs> that sounds that sounds so wrong. <laughs> what you got is you're gonna go to Portillo's and you're gonna get you a, a jumbo dog, jumbo in a poppy seed bun, Chicago style. And that's you know a drizzle of mustard, some diced onions, relish. I'm not a relish fan, but. Throw some sport peppers. He relishes in the slices and a two two tomato slices and a pickle spear, and uh, I'm done. Hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.